All right, here we go. So we're going to read from our Bibles very quickly. We're going to turn to the book of Psalms. We've got one quick announcement to make. This is first week at LifePoint, so that means there is no uh, life classes this week. There will be Wednesday evening service, but there will be no high school or junior high this week. So, uh, But be here on Wednesday. Be here on Wednesday. Awesome, awesome service on Wednesday. And here we go. Psalms 139, verse 14. And it says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Tonight I want to talk for a few moments on this subject. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. Let's pray quickly, and then Taylor can be excused. All right, thank you, God, for this opportunity to come into your presence. Have your way in this service. Let our hearts and minds be open to your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. All right, man, it is awesome that you all are here. It looks great tonight. Excited about what God's doing in young life and every aspect of young life. Excited for the future of this church. Excited about the future of young life. And I believe God's just going to do great things to every single one of you. Tonight, I want to talk about this hashtag no filter, and, and you, you've, you know, you've already got an idea probably of, of what that means. I mean, you might have even put it on one of your posts. I don't know. But Facebook, I don't know if any of you noticed, but there was a change in Facebook this week. Big change. It was kind of an annoying change, but that just means I'm getting old probably. And what they did, they decided that they were going to add stories to, uh, to, the, to the makeup of Facebook. So now, not only is there Snapchat stories, not only is there Instagram stories, but now there is Facebook stories. So you can take your phone, whatever's going on in your world right there, you can take a video and you can post it to your story lasting for 24 hours. So you can just do your thing moment after moment. If you've got a really exciting life, you know, six or seven videos and, and, all of a sudden, and show the whole world. It's incredible, right? But Facebook decided to go down this path. But before Facebook decided to go down this path, there was Snapchat and there was Instagram. And if you've ever posted anything on Instagram, you know before, once you upload that photo, before you actually like send it to the internet, you get an option of putting a filter on your photo. There's a filter like black and white or sepia. They also have fun ones like Juno or Slumber or Amero or Mayfair. They have all these wonderful filters, all with the ambition to make your photo look a little better. If you're Aaron Cox photo, you know that these, these filters just don't cut it. And if you decide that you're going to actually put a photo on the internet, what do you do? You've got another app or two over on, you know, on your device that you have to run your photo through to make sure that it looks pristine and is ready to go on the gram so that everyone will get the likes, right? That's what you're, that's what you're doing. You don't just do those regular Instagram filters. You're putting even more work into it. Every little bit of filtration matters, whether it's the tone, whether it's the contrast, whether it's this or whether it's that. You know how to manipulate and make that picture look just perfect. I, I mean, I've, I've been very blessed with uh, an Insta-famous wife, actually, and it, it's wonderful, and I'm thankful for it. Because of it, I mean, I've become kind of Insta-famous, I guess. No, I don't know what Insta-famous. All right. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, the, thank you. Yeah, there we go. My insta-famous father-in-law. That's what did it for me. It wasn't my wife. It was my father-in-law. Uh, there was a reason I married into this family, y'all. So <laughs> social media has gotten to the point where you actually do take a great, when you actually do take a great photo, when the sky is just perfect and perfectly blue and you, you see a green grass and the clouds are white and perfect, like when you actually snap that photo and decide I'm going to post that photo, you have to now let the world know, hashtag no filter. You have to let them know that, nah, I didn't have to do anything to make this look splendid. I didn't have to make this, you know, I didn't have to do anything to manipulate this photo. I didn't have to do anything to make this photo look better than it already is. That's just my great photography skills. Hashtag no filter. See, filters have evolved. They, they're more than just a sepia and, a, and a, a black and white tone over here or that tone over there. Now, when you take selfies... In case you're all wondering and wanting to know, when you take selfies on, on programs like Snapchat, you can add more filters. In fact, I have a few I, I took this afternoon that I'd like to share with you. There we go. All right. So there's a, there's a, there's a wonderful filter. These are, you can keep going, Austin. If you want to be a bear, you can be a bear. All right. Oh, and there, there's, there's the disgusted dog. Look, Beatrice was kind of looking at me funny at this moment. Keep going, Austin. All right, there it is, right? You've got the flower petals. This is like all the girls' favorite right now. There's the bandana. Keep going. Yeah, there's the clown. Sorry if anyone's freaked out by clowns. And one last one, I think. No, wait, wait. There's one more, right? Yeah. This was my fear and loathing in Lost. No. Okay, so keep going. So filters have evolved, okay? They're not just that take a picture of a landscape or take a picture of a person and put a pretty little filter over them. They're now selfie filters. They're, they've evolved. They've gone past. And the whole purpose of this filter is to, whether it's to make you look like a bee or whether it's to make you look like a bear or whether it's to make you look like this person or that person, you can look like sometimes they make it so that you can be characters in movies. It's like in Tense. It's gone far beyond what the filter system probably was ever thought up to be. But the whole point of these filters, although they can be used for goofiness or used to have fun or just be silly, the purpose of them is to cover up any blemishes. It's to cover up what you don't want everyone else to notice or to seal. See, it's to conceal, to cover up, to make you look differently than what you really look like. People will, people will pay photographers good money to make uh, maybe a zit disappear or to make their teeth a little bit whiter. They'll maybe make their eyes look a little bluer or, or this figuration disappear. They'll, they'll pay good money. Why? All to make, to make themselves look a little bit better, a little bit different. Sometimes, though, filters can bleed over from just social media. Sometimes filters can run into real life. It can look like this. Maybe you've had an ang- uh, a day that's caused you a lot of anger, or maybe you've been hurt by somebody. Maybe you're frustrated and just don't at your wit's end. And then somebody walks up to you and says, and somebody you care about and would be willing to talk about it, but in this moment you're not, and they say, hey, how are you? And what do you say? I'm good. How are you? All the while, you know you're not good. 
All the while, you know that if a certain someone was in front of you, you would love to be punching a certain someone or, you know, doing whatever and, and getting. But in that moment, that cover, that filter, I'm good. I'm good. Or there's, how about this one? Man, that Whitney girl. Man, she just bugs me. Man, uh, do her friends even know what a backstabber she is? Like, she is the worst. Oh, my goodness. Like, pff, Whitney, right? Just the worst. Oh, hey, Whitney, how are you, girl? Your, your shoes look fly. Oh, how are you? Right? Maybe it's not Whitney. Maybe you can throw someone else's name in there. And by the way, I've never told someone their shoes look fly until this moment, okay? But, but right, this is how these filters can infiltrate our day-to-day life. All of a sudden, when, what you are feeling on the inside is covered up by a facial expression or by words that are coming out of your mouth. All of us can be guilty of this. And actually, I was thinking about this while prepping this sermon, and there might be times when you do need a filter, okay? In real life, there are moments where filters are good. But the problem isn't when it bleeds into your real life. The real problem is when it runs into your spiritual life. That is when the problem of the filter becomes an issue. Social media, no big deal. I'm all about it when it comes to that. Real life, there's times when you've got to tell somebody something that, you know what, if you don't say it, there could be war. But when it comes to your spiritual life, when it comes to your spiritual life, there is no excuse to be putting on a filter between you and God. Sometimes we think that we are not good enough. And we think that we don't, we're not smart enough, we're not capable enough. If only we were like so-and-so, if only we could teach like that, or preach like that, or greet like that, or do that, or be that person. If only I wasn't who I am. If only I wasn't so insecure. If only I didn't have this drawback. If only I didn't have this weakness. Then I could really do something for God. And we look at ourselves and we see the insufficiencies and we see the, those insecurities and they're staring us in the face and we think, Mm-mm, how am I really supposed to do something for God? Doesn't he see this? And what we start to do is we put on filters and we come to church and we act the act and we do the part. All the while we know this isn't who I really am. We'll pray and say, God, bless me, when really what we're saying is, God, bless this filter of who I want to be. God, God, speak to me, but really I'm talking, speak to that person that I want to be. And so we get so mixed up because we're putting on this idea of who we want to be rather than being real with ourselves and understanding that God made us who we are. God made us different than everybody else. God made us with our likes and dislikes and ambitions and, and everything else, our talents, our abilities. He made us special on purpose. Also that he could use you in the situations that you walk through. In fact, the Bible says that even through pain, even through trial, all of it's going to work together for the good of those who are called according to his name. So that means even those trials that you walk through, that you are frustrated with and under asking yourself, God, why me? And God, if only I didn't have to go through that, then maybe I could do this or that for your kingdom. But we need to understand, even in those moments, God is letting us know, uh-uh, I've allowed some things to happen because there's going to be something along your path that I'm going to use that for my kingdom and for my glory. But instead of understanding that, we'd rather put on this filter 
of who we want to be and we project this person of who we think we're supposed to be rather than just allowing God to use us as we are. Instead of becoming open and, and, and honest before God and allowing him to work on us and work on our lives, instead we try to take things into our own hands and we put on filters. Instead of getting into the prayer closet and saying, God, I have issues, help me work through these issues. Instead, we try and kind of hold it all together with our own ability and never put it into our Savior's hands. We project spirituality. We project a love for God. We, we filter this love for people and the things of God, all while hoping that no one will see through this facade and this filter. We want God to use the filter version of us. We think, I, I, I'm, I'm to walk, how, how, I'm too messed up. I'm, I'm too different. I'm too uh, this or I'm too that. And, and we put a limit on God's ability. I put on this filter. Well, then, God, can you bless me? And then I put on this filter. Okay, God, bless me over here. Then I jump over into this situation. And we never really get honest with God. This thought of I'm not good enough and if only I was more like someone else is not new just in this generation. In fact, in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, right away we see this whole idea of putting on a filter comes right away in the Bible. In fact, in Genesis 25, it talks of a birth of two brothers, twins in fact, by the names of Jacob and Esau. And what you need to understand is Esau was the firstborn. Now, I'm not a twin. I am the oldest, so it's pretty wonderful in my family. But I, I, yeah, yeah, Jake, that's what's up. So, but my issue, my issue would be if I was a twin and my brother was seconds older than me, uh-uh, I would not want to hear the respect your elders. You know, Kelly, what, what, is that real? That's real. Yeah, it is. He's Jay, Okay. You're the only, <laughs> two minutes, see? I, I would hate to be your younger brother. There we go. But for real, here's Jacob and Esau. Esau born the oldest, and Jacob, named Jacob, here's why. He's named Jacob because he's holding on to the heel of Esau. So he's named Jacob heel grabber or deceiver or surplanter. Can you imagine? Can you imagine in a day and age when a name meant so much, being called liar, being called deceitful one, being called surplanter. I mean, by the time I understood what was going on, I'd be all over that filter. I'd be all over, oh, that's not who I am. Oh, no, 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 no. You got, no, 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 you, you don't understand. You, oh, funny story. Actually, my real name is Truth Teller, but no, 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 don't worry about it. And, you know, like, I'd be all about that life. Here's Jacob born into a world already pegged as the bad guy before he's even minutes old and having to live with this understanding. Here he is living in a world where the blessing goes to the oldest son and he's the youngest by a few minutes. And so through his life, he's trying to figure out how am I supposed to get blessed? How am I supposed to live a life that's called of God and how am I supposed to do this as me? How am I really supposed to do this without a filter? But he doesn't. In fact, the first thing he does is puts on that filter. 
So he, he, first of all, he deceives his brother out of his birthright. His, birth, his brother's the manly man going out, to the, going out to the woods, the hunter. And Jacob is the one that's making the soup. He, he, that's what it, he was doing, man. He was all about that. He was at home. He, he loved it. And so he's making this stew, making it smell good in the house. And, and, uh, and his brother comes home from hunting thinking he's going to die. And, and Jacob, Esau, the oldest brother, says, man, can I have some of that food? Man, that smells good. And, and Jacob says, on one condition, you give me your birthright. And Esau says, what good is a birthright, man, if I'm dead? Here, have it. It's all yours. It's yours. Give me some food. You know, does this thing. Mouths it down. And so here Jacob has just kind of tricked his way in, running, uh, you know, kind of saying, well, if it's who I am, let's go with it. And so then he goes and steals his brother's blessing from his father. The older the father, right before he would pass away, would pray a blessing over the oldest son. And watch what Jacob does. His father Isaac says, Esau, I'm going to bless you. I want you to go out, get me my favorite spare rib, get me my favorite piece of meat, and come in, cook it for me, and then I'm going to bless you. And so as soon as Esau leaves, Jacob's mother goes, okay, I just heard what dad wants here. I'm going to cook it up for you. And, and, and Jacob's like, hang on, he'll know it's not me. I, I don't smell like the outdoors. I don't, I'm not hairy like him. Like, what am I supposed to do? And his mom helps him put on this filter. She kills a small goat. Talk about a hairy dude, man. Kills a small goat, puts hair on his neck, puts hair on his arms, makes him smell like the outdoors, and sends him into his dad. And so here's Jacob thinking the only way that I can get the blessing of God on my life is if I lie. If I pretend to be something I'm not. If I pretend that everything's okay, I'm okay with this, this is it. God can't bless the real me, but God can bless this portrayal of who I want to be. And so he walks into this room where his father's passing away and his father's blind, and he says, Esau, is that you? And he says, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Probably trying very hard to mask his voice. Oh, yeah, it's me, Dad. Trying very hard to not let his dad catch on to his tricks and to this filter that he's placed on his life. And he says, are you sure it's you? You don't sound like yourself. You sound like you got a cold. He didn't say that, but he, he did say you didn't sound like yourself. And Jacob walks up. He's like, Dad, I promise it's me. Bless me, bless me. He said, okay, we're going to eat some food first. And when Jacob bent down, gave him his food, he's like, oh, yeah. And the Bible says this. He says, oh, yeah, you smell like the outdoors. You must be Esau. Man, can you imagine having that big of an odor? Anyways, whatever. So Esau and his terrible odor, okay? That's another book I'm going to write another day. But, but anyway, so <laughs> Jacob gets blessed by his father by using this filter. So now he's getting commended. He feels like this must be the right thing. Who I am is weak. Who I am isn't, isn't the one that God wants. And so, uh, but look, I'm getting blessed over here. Why? Because I'm pretending to be something I believe can be used of God. Because I'm pretending, because, you know, in my insufficiencies, I'll take it into my own hands. God, don't worry, I got this. I'll take care of it. And here he is lying to his father, filter over his life, and he's getting blessed, he feels. And so his life goes on, and very quickly, Esau finds out what he did. He finds out, okay, my brother just, he scammed me. That's two times he scammed me. And, and Esau, he calls for blood, and he's about to kill Jacob. And Jacob runs away as fast as he can. Here, now the filter's starting to catch up with him. 
You can only live a lie for so long. You can only live thinking, portraying something for so long before God is going to, your life is going to catch up with you. And for the next five chapters, which spans over 20 years, we watch as Jacob runs from everything. He runs and runs, deceives and supplants at every opportunity he gets. He scams where he can, and he just runs where he can't scam. He tries to make things work out in his own power. He's saying, I can do it on my own. I've got this. This filter I'm wearing is good enough. Never thinking he himself, Jacob, was good enough. He kept deceiving. He kept going through his life that way. And sometimes we can walk into this same situation that Jacob found himself in. And we can think, man, I'm never good enough. Who am I to tell somebody about God? Man, God, God knows how much I've sinned. Who am I to tell somebody that God loves them when I don't even feel like God loves me? Who am I to, tell, to teach a Bible study when, I mean, I'm scared to talk? Who am I to invite somebody to church? I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sinner. What, what do I do? How am I supposed to do that? So instead, we'll go about our days acting cool, acting like we know what's going on. We've got it all together. All the while, our friends are hurting and hungry for something that we've got. But we'd rather show them the filter. We'd rather show God the filter rather than getting honest with others and with God. Constantly, Jacob was keeping people at a distance, never letting them see the real him, letting them know who he truly was. He was being who he thought he needed to be. And if you feel like you're in a place where you're feeling like I'm who I need to be, man, I pray that tonight you would find a place and just get honest with God. Because God was working on Jacob. He was bringing him to a point where he would understand his filter wasn't the answer. In fact, it all comes to a point in Genesis 32. And God tells Jacob, okay, man, dude, bro, man, you've run long enough. You've tried everything in your power, but I need you to go and talk to your brother. Yeah, that brother you've tricked, that brother you lied to, that brother you cheated out of a birthright and out of a father's blessing. Yeah, yeah, him. And I can, can you imagine? I, I mean, I love to imagine. And man, Jacob is probably just shaking. He's like, what? Really? <laughs> Thanks, God. But, you know, I've got, I've got an appointment tomorrow at noon. I won't be able to make it, you know. But no, Jacob, he, he starts doing his same old, same old. He starts to send sheep. He starts to send goats. He starts to send cows all to his brother, trying to make peace. He's like, hey, come on, man. Accept this filter. Accept this projection of who I think you want me to be. Just accept it. We'll be good. We can be friends. We'll be bros. We can hang out again. It'll be great. And that night, he sends his family across. And then all of a sudden, a man walks into his camp. And he starts to wrestle with this man. And the Bible tells us that he wrestled with this man for hours. In fact, the Bible says that he wrestled with this man until daybreak. And finally, the man says, all right, you've got to let me go. He touches the hollow of his thigh, and from that day, he would walk differently. And, and Jacob says, no, I'm not going to let you go. You don't get this. I need you to bless me. I'm not going to let you go. And in this moment, this was a God moment. The Bible tells us that the night, all night, he had wrestled with him. 
And he wasn't going to let him go. The man orders him, says, let him go. So finally, Jacob comes to a point, And the man says, well, what's your name? What's your name? And Jacob, whole life is brought to this very moment. He has this opportunity. Do I throw up the filter? Do I throw up this filter? The last time I was in a moment like this, I answered Esau. The last time I was in a moment like this, I, I, I didn't tell the truth. The last time I was in a moment like this, I didn't let anybody really know who I was. But in this moment, Jacob decides, I don't want to be behind this filter anymore. In this moment, the man says, what's your name? And Jacob, he yells out, Jacob. Hashtag no filter. The filter's gone. I'm over it. That's not, that's who I was. But now I'm just Jacob. I'm Jacob. And look at what happens. The moment that filter is let down, the moment Jacob says who he really is, admits this is who I am, warts and all, weaknesses and all, God says, all right, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use you. And your name is no longer Jacob. It's now Israel. You're going to be the father of a great nation. Abraham's, you know, grandfather, and you're going you're gonna to keep going. This nation's going to be yours. All because this moment where he said, I don't need to hide who I am anymore. God blesses him. You see, as long as we're fake, God can't really bless us. As long as we've got a filter, every time we walk into this building, every time we get around friends, every time we go to school and we've got this super cool, all-together look about us, every time we go into our prayer closet or every time we open our Bible and we're like, "Uh uh-uh, my life's not as bad as so-and-so's. I don't sin like them. I don't do what they do. I, I mean, yeah, I sin, but not like they do, so I'm not that. But as long as we do stuff like that, God can never bless that. But when we come to the realization that, you know what, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I may be different than everyone else in this room. I may have likes and dislikes that no one else has. I may have ambitions that no one else, other people might think are crazy, but they're my ambitions. You've got dreams and you've got things that God has laid on your heart. And when you can understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You'll never be like Elizabeth. You'll never be like Brendan, but that's wonderful because you are you. And that is who God wants you to be. And that's who God's going to use to make sure that lost and dying people throughout this whole parish are going to come and meet God for who he is. We need to understand that we need to live our lives. Hashtag no filter. We, We need to allow our spiritual lives to be open to what God wants to do in us show the god of this universe your weaknesses the apostle paul said that his strength god's strength is made perfect in your weakness and that's what you need to understand you need to understand that on your own yeah you might be weak on your own you may never have it all together but with god's help and with god on your side you'll do far greater things than you could ever imagine Let's all stand tonight.